1: And love on him. We serve a living God. He's wonderful. He's mighty. Just lift your voice and, you know, love on him. Bless his holy name one more time. Oh, We give you glory Lord We give you glory We give you glory You are awesome in this place Lord You are awesome in this place There is none that can be compared unto you There is none in all the earth, among all the kings and among all the lords, there is none. We worship you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. Don't stop praising. Don't stop worshiping. In your own words, praise him. Who is He to you? What has he done for you? Just appreciate God. Just appreciate Jesus. This is the hour of praise. Praise service. Just lift your voice. Love on him.
0: Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you,
1: Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, God, that's
0: worthy is your name say
1: Father we thank you for tonight We thank you that you are in this place We thank you that we are not living here the same as we came We thank you that our lives are transformed We bless your holy name In Jesus name Amen God is good. And all the time, I said, God is good. And all the time, God is good. Um, Thank God for life. And um, I want to thank Pastor Dave and Pastor Jeannie for this opportunity one more time. the leadership of the church, I say a big thank you, you know, for the good work we are doing. Amen. God bless you all. Um, I want to talk to you tonight about a subject I entitled Dependency on God. Um, we are in a time where we really need God. We really do need God. And, um, um our major text is from the book of Isaiah chapter forty verse twenty five Isaiah chapter forty verse twenty five to thirty one um this is a scripture we are going to our main scripture, but we're going to take you know some scriptures to buttress this point um so um this is the book of Isaiah um talking about Ah, uh, you know, an encouragement. I would say words of comfort. Um, let's have a background. You know, before this point, before um, this level, something had happened. You know, um, the Babylonian Empire had invaded Judah and taken over. You know, the inhabitants. They were they fell captives. You know, and so um, a question you know, was asked by the prophets and the leaders of that age. And the question is, why would God, you know, sit down, sit back and watch His holy nation, His people, His temple being, you know, shredded, being left to ruins? Why would God sit back And allow his people to be taken captive. If God really loves his people, as he says in his word, why would God sit back and watch this happen, unfold to his people? Are you here with me? And so the Bible, you know, says that the king was taken, blinded, his um, people followed him out of um, Judah out of the land of Judah, and they were taken, you know, to the Babylonian Empire. And so there was a prophecy. A prophecy was given. As a matter of fact, the book of Isaiah is divided into two parts, okay? The first part of Isaiah, um, the first and second part of Isaiah, you know, there's um, 200 years um, gap between the first part and the second part. So, um, I'm just going somewhere with this, and so from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, from 40 to 48, the tone of Isaiah changes from judgmental, from being harsh, to um, a tone of comfort, because at this point in time, you know, they was they were taken captive, and so. Um, Isaiah, God speaks to his people, comforting them. And so that is the background of it. So let's start from the verse 25. To whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal? This is God talking to his people. Because at this point in time, they are asking a lot of questions. What is happening to us? And I believe that, you know, one way or the other, we are asking the same questions too. You know, we could be going through certain things that are, you know, beating us up, that are, you know, um, you know surpassing us, suppressing us, you know, making us incapable to even, you know, go about our daily chores and um, do what we are assigned to do. And so, there are a lot of questions going on in our minds. And, you know, just like the people of Israel, we are asking the same question. Where is God? You know, why is this thing happening to me? You know, and um, from last year, you know, a whole lot of things. You know, when you look worldwide, so many things going on. Um, recently, what happened in Syria, we pray for the people um of Syria and Turkey, that, you know, God will console them, comforts them. The earthquake that claimed the lives of, you know, so many people. A whole lot of things are happening around the world and, you know, in our lives. And I believe that one way or the other, we ask these questions. Where is my God? Where is our God? Where, you know, is the God of the Christians? Why are these things happening? You know, and so God is talking to his people. He said, to whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal? Say the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number. Now he's talking about the angels, you know, the, the host of angels. And he's saying that, you know, I've created these angels and, you know, they are innumerable. I created them. Okay, and um, um, the host of angels are likened to the stars of heaven. And listen carefully. Scientists say that an average star, okay, a star that is not big, that is not too small, is one million times bigger than the earth. And and so um, we can see that. Um, They say that the stars, there are as many stars as there are um, the sun at the seashore. Can you imagine that? And the Bible says that God calls all of them by their names. There are no two stars that are equal, you know, that are equal. They are all different. And you can imagine this. God is saying that I have called them by their names. So you can just go to the, the beach and look at the sand there. Can you even count a handful of sand? No. You know, so God is saying that I have called all these people, I have numbered them, called them by their names. They are they are different in glory, they are different in assignment, they are different in names. And so if you want to compare me to your situation, look at this. There is no one that can be compared unto me. That is what he's saying. He said, "I." He called them all by names, by the greatness of his might. He's saying to, he's saying to us, "I am mighty." What you're going through, you know, it's it's nothing to me. You know, but we will come to understand that there are certain things that should happen once we are living in this earth realm, there are certain things that would happen to us. Um, The book of Ephesians chapter 3, we'll come back to this. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, chapter 6, sorry. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, in the evil day. So which means that there is a day called the evil day. And so Paul is warning the church. And he's telling us that these things will come. But there's a way to overcome them. There's a way to, um, you know, remain victorious over that day. He said the evil day... Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So that when the storms come, they will not blow you away. When the storm comes and leaves, you will still be standing. Hallelujah. I pray that God strengthen us tonight, so that every storm that we are going through, the storm will leave without us standing. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 49 verse 5. Also talks about the same thing. Psalms 49 verse 5. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? When the iniquity of my heels shall compass me. I'm talking, you know, trying to let us understand that there are days that are called evil days. That, you know we would encounter. Once we are living under this this sun, we are going to, you know, encounter these things. But as to whether we'll be victorious, you know, depends on us. And so Paul is saying that there's a way to live a victorious life. And that is to put on the whole armor of God. And so when you read that scripture, um, Ephesians 6.13, you know, it explains and talks about what we need to do to be able to stand. You know, because of our time, we're not going to that. But if you have time, you can go through that and, and, and read that scripture. You know, talks about the breastplate of righteousness and, and all that. You know, so that we can stand in the day of evil. Let's go back to the book of Isaiah, chapter forty twenty five, Verse 27. Why sayest thou? O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. So what he's saying is that, you know, Israel is saying that um, our God is no more. Because because of what we are going through, because of what we are facing right now, it is a save that um, God does not exist. And so God is asking a question. Why do you say that? Why do you say that our our ways are hid from the Lord? And His judgment is passed from from our God. Verse um, 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, so have you not heard that our God is not a man to faint? So, you know, we, men are fallible, okay, men grow weary. The reason why we grow hungry, we go hungry is so that we'll be filled, we'll eat, so that we can nourish this body, right? Now, the, the reason why we go, we go weary is so that we can be increased in strength. Okay, if there is a demand, surely there is a supply, right? And so, God is saying that He is not a man, you know, to go weary. He is not a man. He doesn't faint. So, the mile that you will go and faint, God will go and pass that mile without fainting. There is no searching of His understanding, He says. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. And so God sent me to tell you tonight that he is a God that strengthens people. He is a God that gives power to his people. And so I don't know the journey you are walking. I don't know the race you are running. I don't know what you are facing. He sent me to tell you tonight that He is the God that gives power to His people. He is the God that gives strength to His people. If only you look up to Him. If only you wait more on Him. He's not going to give up on you. Hallelujah. Verse 30. Now, he says, Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Listen to this. Just just look at it carefully. Who is he talking to? Even the youths shall faint. At this point, You know, he's talking to his people. He's saying that, you know, the word shall um, is a word that is used, you know, if you're certain something is going to happen. Okay, if you're certain something is, is going to happen, that's when we use the word shall. Even the youth shall faint. So he's trying to tell you that this is definite. This is something that would happen. This is something that we would see in the end times. He's telling you that this will happen. They shall faint and go weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So what is he trying to tell us? That it will get to a point in in the um, race that you are running that you You feel powerless. You feel like giving up. You feel, you know, rejected. You feel like um, you are left alone. But he's saying that you are not alone. A lot of people are facing the same thing too. But amongst them, amongst those who are facing the same thing, those that will wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. So he's trying to tell us that we, all we need is strength to to push forward. All we need is strength to push the mark, to press on. That is all we need. And so he's telling us that if we will wait on God, he's going to renew our strength. Because it gets to a point where we run out of strength. It gets to a point where, you know, our strength has to be renewed. You know, um, a preacher man preached some time ago, and he was talking about the strength and likening it to manna. You know, the manna that fell in the wilderness. He said, um, anytime you go to God, like, you know, they went to pick up the manna, it was something different. It wasn't the same thing, you know, and so the anointing or the strength of God has to be renewed. And so when God anoints you to perform a task, you know, today, tomorrow, He's going to anoint you more to perform another task. And so um, it is okay to say that yesterday's anointing, you know, cannot do today's job. You need to be renewed. Your strength needs to be renewed. You need to be revitalized. You need to be re-energized. And so... That is why we need to hold on to God. That is why we need to stay connected to the source. So he can renew our our strength every time. Hallelujah. He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Hallelujah. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk. And not faint, and so I 'm bringing my message to a close, but my question is simple, and this is it: Why did God liken the strength to the wings of the eagle? What, what, is, what is it about the wings of the eagle that God likened the strength to? What is about the wings of the eagle? He said they will, they will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Mm. So let's pause there and think through it. You know that the wings of the eagle is designed to fly at higher altitudes. Chickens do have wings too, right? But they fly at low altitudes. But the eagle is designed to fly, to soar in the spirit. At higher altitudes. And so where the other birds will run from, the eagle can thread. The eagle can soar over there. And so God is saying that you shall mount up with wings to take up challenges, to to soar in the realm of the Spirit, to take over, you know, the situations around you, to take over and, and win some battles for your family, for your church, for your community, for your nation. He's saying that you can soar in the realm of the Spirit. The second thing we can talk about the wings of the eagle is that it is designed... You know, to take up challenge, like I said. And so, when all the other birds are running away from the storm, the eagle run towards the storm. Because it is the storm that allows the eagle to soar up. And so, the eagles, you know, are designed, they love the storms. They love it. Because that makes them who they are. What am I trying to say? You know, as believers, challenges should not break us. Hello, are you here? Challenges should not break us. Because we have someone who is standing at our back. We have someone who is backing us up. We have someone who is re-energizing us. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And so he's saying that, as long as you are connected to the south, you have everything it takes to take up the challenge. Don't give up. So he said, when you wait on me, I'm going to give you the strength to take up the challenge. You see, so back to the evil day. So these things will come. That is how we make giants. That is how we make, um, you know, names. All those who have made names in our societies today are people who have solved problems, right? You know, when you go to, you know, the tech industry, you can talk about, you know, the names, a lot of names. We are mentioning these names. Why? Because they have solved problems. They have taken challenges upon themselves to solve them. And so God is saying that, yes, I want you to, you know, like the Bible said, go into the world and preach the gospel. Everywhere you find yourself, you have to preach the gospel. Everywhere you find yourself, you have to touch that world. Everywhere you find yourself, as long as there is a challenge, when everybody's running away from it, walk towards it. Try to find out what the the problem is and how best we can solve that problem. We are designed. He said the wings of the eagles. We can soar towards it. We can soar towards it. The Bible said in Acts, and Pastor Dave brought up this scripture this morning, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. You shall receive power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem. And so, when the Holy Ghost comes, He leaves us with power. I mean, the Holy Ghost doesn't depart. He's still with us. He's still in us. Okay? Um, But the first day we encountered Him, He left power in us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, I came to tell you tonight... I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what your challenges. I don't know what you've been praying about. But he sent me to tell you this, that he knows what you're going through if only you wait on him. If only you wait on him. If only you depend on him. Listen, we're talking about total dependency on God. That He is the source. That if God does not come in, no one else can do it. We need to depend on Him. We need to wait on Him. Hallelujah. I I just want you to close your eyes with me. Just Just close your eyes with me. Um, I would like us to thank God for this word that has come. Let us pray that God will strengthen us. Just lift your voice. Just lift your voice and pray that he will strengthen you in that area that you are struggling with. Just just lift your voice and pray to God. In the name of Jesus, strengthen us, O God. Strengthen us, O God. Empower us, O God. Empower us, O God. Re-energize us, O God. In the name of Jesus. Just lift your voice, pray to God. Strengthen us, O God. Strengthen us, O God. Empower us, O God. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice. In the name of Jesus. I want us to still pray. We are, we are still praying for this church. We are praying for the members who are home. There are um, some people who are home who are going through a whole lot of things that we know not. Of oh, We are praying to God that God will touch them everywhere they are. That God will rejuvenate them, re-energize them in the name of Jesus. Increase them in strength. Lift your voice. Pray for the members. In the name of Jesus. We pray, O God, in the name of Jesus, that you strengthen us. Strengthen us, O God. Strengthen us, O God. Strengthen us, O God. In the name of Jesus. Strengthening us, O God, to take up the challenges of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Strengthening us, O God, to face the storms. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are still praying. I want us to pray for this community. You want to pray for your families as well. You want to pray that God will meet us at the point of our needs. I don't know what your family needs. Um, You know, you want to pray for your kids. You want to pray, you know, for the community in the name of Jesus. You are praying that God will touch your community, that God will touch your family in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Begin to pray. Touch my family oh God in the name of Jesus. Let your protection be double the God uh, in the name of Jesus. We touch Brook. For you, O God, uh, take charge of Brookings, take charge of Brookings, take charge of South Dakota, o God, in the name of Jesus. Libabo Shanda Labadosa, in the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, I want us to pray. There's, there's this burden that I want us to pray for the church. Um, the Bible says that the harvest is due. By the workers of few. We are praying that God will continue to raise leaders. God will continue to raise men that will stand in the gap. God will continue to raise people in this church. It's, it's a burden. I, I want us to pray. Just lift your right hand with me. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. According to his word. He said we should pray to the Father to send more workers. Lift your voice and begin to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, send more workers to God. Send more workers to God. Send more workers to God that will come to stay in the name of Jesus. That your work will go forth in power that your word will go forth in power as it ought to in the mighty name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh Lord I want to end here but I our very last prayer I want us to pray for pastors dave and Jeannie we are praying that God Will continue to protect them. That God will continue to strengthen them um, to affect our lives. I'm I'm telling you, you and I know um, how a blessing their blessings they are to us. We are praying that God will keep them for us. That God will. Continue to energize them, give them his word daily to give to to us in the name of Jesus. begin to pray in the name of jesus let your protection be doubled upon them, let your anointing be doubled upon them in the name of Jesus. in the name of jesus thank you father thank you father father in the name of jesus we thank you for tonight we thank you for your blessings released upon us we thank you for what you are about to do in our lives and in the lives of the church We thank you that your grace is available to witness to people. We thank you that your grace is available to heal the sick. We thank you that your grace is available to raise leaders in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.